Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome to For God So Loved the Mom, a podcast for all things mom life, growing in your faith, and raising the next generation of Jesus warriors. I'm your host, Casey Prouty. I'm a full-time working mom and fellow kingdom warrior, and I am so excited to be here with you. So grab your coffee or your wine and get comfy as we talk about this beautifully chaotic journey that we call motherhood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of For God So Love the Mom. It's been a couple weeks, had a lot going on. Hope everybody's had a great last few weeks, had a good Easter. Um, I had a whole episode planned for y'all on sheep and wolves in sheep's clothing and how to be wary of them, but after I recorded it, uh, I was listening back to try to make some edits like I always do, and I just didn't feel real good about it. Um, I wasn't very happy with it at the end. Um, I just didn't like it. Um, it felt too long. It really kind of felt like there was no takeaway for you from it. I don't know. It just didn't feel great. Um, I'm usually overly critical of my own things, <clears throat> so I tried to just push past that uneasy feeling and just let the episode release like normal, uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, because I made a promise to myself and the growth of this passion project to release an episode consistently, um, and two, because maybe somebody else out there somewhere in listener land would get something from it that maybe I didn't. But then, a week or so ago, something happened that, on the surface, would probably look insignificant to others outside of my shoes. I received a message from a friend that I've known for a few years now on a social media platform. And in a nutshell, she was saying that she had downloaded the podcast and that she wished that she had my strength and motivation, uh, that she had just not been well uh, in any aspect uh, as of recently. And that she wanted to get together and catch up. But the battle would be uh, getting her out of the house. Now, anyone else's perception of that message in my inbox would say, you know, it's a friend who sent a really nice compliment and wanted to get together. For me, it was like setting off fireworks. It was God trying to tell me, here it is. Here is a chance for you to put your passion to work. Here it is. I've opened a door for you. And 
I'm handing this to you on a silver platter. I've struggled for, I don't want to say a long time, but off and on, as I know more people than just me have, with, you know, you you ask, what is your purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And there are times where I felt like I was put here to be a wife and a mom. And as of lately, even just being a mom is exhausting. (laughs) So, you know, I can't possibly have another purpose other than that because this one takes up all of my time. (laughs) And, you know, now we're in sports and he's older and he's six going on, you know, 26. And it's going to kill one or both of us in the very near future. I have no doubt. But if you know me, you know that my passion lies in speaking and helping people, but mostly speaking or just talking (laughs) or rambling or whatever opportunity I have to have conversation with somebody. What you may not know is that I am a certified emotional intelligence coach, and also certified as a workshop facilitator. So I've done a few classes, I've done a few um, workshops, so to speak. And some of what I talk about in emotional intelligence is perception and how the way that we view ourselves can differ from the way others view us, which is kind of self-explanatory. Um. In the class, we do an activity. I pair you up with somebody, preferably that you don't know or haven't met or know very little about. And I just let you talk and have conversation about whatever you want. Home, work, sports, whatever, for five minutes. After that five minutes... Or, excuse me, let me back up. During that five minutes, you have, uh, at the beginning of the class, you're given a list. And on that list, there are um, emotional intelligence qualities, adjectives, things that people would use to describe you or how you would describe yourself. Um, You know, sassy or detail-oriented or... um, bossy or perceptive. There are perceptions of positive and negative on this list. While you're going through this list, you're talking to this person and you're going through this list and you're circling things that you observe about them, whether it be by what they say, whether it be by their body language, whether it be by something that they did, And so you're going through this list, this person you don't know is talking to you, and you're circling these things that you feel like describe them. At the beginning of the class, you are asked to go through and put a star next to the ones that 
you would use to describe yourself. After this activity, we take one or two volunteer pairs, bring them to the front of the class, and we let them introduce their partner. And you just use the information that you gathered in the activity, the five-minute conversation that you had with somebody that you didn't know. After both people introduce each other, we go through their list. And we say, okay, person A, go through your list and tell me some of the words that you circled that describe person B that you observed while you were talking. And they'll tell you, you know, I observed X, Y, Z. Then you'll go to person B and you'll say, now, did person A have some of the same words to describe you that you had to describe yourself? Usually the answer is yes. And then you'll say, did they also have words to describe you that you would not use to describe yourself or that you wouldn't think of yourself as? And the answer is usually yes. The whole purpose in this activity is to show that the way that we view ourselves is not always how others view us. You might view yourself as a very quiet, hardworking individual who is also a perfectionist. And other people might view you as very intimidating or standoffish because you keep to yourself. So it's just a way to show you that, you know, the way that you view yourself is not always how other people view you and vice versa. Now, what does this have to do with purpose? So what this friend did not know was that very recently I've been struggling with others' opinions of me. As much as I would love to tell you that I don't care what other people think, I do. And I have my entire life. As far back as I can remember, I've always worried and wondered about what other people thought about me or would think about me. I carry my heart and my emotions on my sleeve. I don't have thick skin. I'm an emotional person. However you choose to word it, I care. Most days I wish I didn't, but I do. And I could wake up in the morning and say, today I'm not going to care about what people think about me. And the sad fact of the matter is, is I will. I wish I didn't, but I do. But struggling with that, my anxiety has also gotten the best of me. Now, let me be clear that I do not have debilitating anxiety. I know people who do. I know that that is, exists. I do not have that type of anxiety. My anxiety manifests in tears, in anger, or both. So when I got her message, strength and motivation were not two traits I saw myself having. 
especially at that particular point in time. But she did. And she had no idea of any of the prior events or that I was even struggling with wondering if this podcast would go anywhere or serve any purpose. I can see how many times it's played and I've struggled and failed mostly with getting it in front of more listeners. My heart was hurting because I have such a love and a passion for this and I just want to share that. But her message, y'all, her message, that one small message from somebody that other than really in passing on social media, we haven't spoken in a very long time. This message is what I wanted to do. I want you to be able to see how great you are. And I want you to be able to pull something from something that I had to say. And for her to say, I wish I had your strength and motivation in a time where she had no idea that those are the two things that I really felt I was lacking and didn't have at all. And what she said was, we need to get together. I really need some adult interaction, but the battle is going to be getting me out of the house. And my reply to her was, we will get you there. And it is now my mission to get you out of the house and meet you somewhere even if it's just for coffee, for 20 minutes. But she got something out of the messages that I'm presenting and trying to bring to you. And it was that one small message that reminded me that this podcast has a purpose. Whether five people listen to it or 500 people listen to it, there are people listening to it. And I'd forgotten that small detail. And just as I was questioning, do I continue with this because it's not really going anywhere? Is anybody getting anything from this? I'm really struggling with the fact that, you know, there's really not that many people listening I got a message from someone who listened to it and was not okay and wished that she had something that I can offer her. Purpose. I just needed the purpose light bulb, so to speak. And God said, here you go. Don't give up on it. How do we find our purpose? 
We explore our passions, the things that we love, the people that we love. We spend time with people who inspire us. We use our pain to turn into purpose. There will be podcast episodes coming your way in the future of interviews that I've done with people who have seen God's face in the pain. In the pain. I talk about Wyatt's daddy being a a fireman and, and he and I actually just had this conversation also. He is there in people's worst of times. And I've been through a house fire, so I know. And he is there. He and his team are there to put the fire out and save what they can and be the face of some kind of hope and healing and help to the people that they're showing up to. That is his purpose. I used to tell him that when he would run rescue calls to car wrecks and things that that happened that he had to assist with. We have a platform every single day in our everyday life to be exactly what God calls us to be. And that is the hands and feet of Jesus. You might come in contact with somebody today, tomorrow, next week, next month, who is searching for some resemblance of the fact that God exists. And they might be praying and crying out and saying, just show me, show me that you're here and you might be that show me. You don't have to be a preacher or a youth pastor or a fireman or a cop or a nurse or a doctor to be his hands and feet. You can be a stay-at-home mom who befriends somebody who's also a stay-at-home mom who may not believe or may not know or may wonder if God exists or if he doesn't. You might be the only face of God that they get to see. They may never step foot in a church. You might be the only one that is able to bring the church to them. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a cashier, a fast food worker, a teacher, you might be the only opportunity that they get to see what Jesus is supposed to be. Spend time with those people who inspire you. A motivational speaker by the name of Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. If the five people you spend the most time with are negative and 
down and negative Nancy's, as I've always heard it called growing up. You are likely to be that same person. You are the average of those people. If you spend time with five people who are hardworking and positive and uplifting and charitable and motivational and, and giving and kind and happy, then you will be the average of those people. So look at the, your, your top five people. Who do you spend the most time with? And if you find yourself saying, I really hope I'm not like that, but that's somebody that you spend your time with, you probably have a little piece of that. That's not to say that you should shun everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to spend time around people and energy that you want to absorb and in turn give off at the same time. My parents always told me, you are who you hang with. I don't know how many times growing up in my younger years, I heard that phrase. You are who you hang with. It's about perception, right? Perception, other people's perception. Other people's perception shouldn't matter. However, at the same time, we say you are who you hang with. Because what happens, you're in a car with somebody who goes and decides to rob a bank. That person robs a bank, even if you don't go in the bank and do the robbing, you were in the car of the person who decided to rob the bank, who came out and got in that same car and drove off and you were with them. You are guilty by association and we live in a society where you are always guilty by association. Think about the things that you would want people to say about you at your funeral. If you were no longer here, how would you want to be remembered? Are you living a lifestyle that would project and portray that kind of sentiment when you're no longer here? Are you going to leave that kind of legacy? What are you leaving behind? Are you the one who robbed the bank? Or are you the one who gave the shirt off of their back to help anybody at any point, at any time? Because that's what Jesus would have done. You can't wait to make things happen. Because if you sit idle and wait, they won't happen. I want you to know today how great you are. God created us in his image. Nothing else in his image. And he does not make mistakes. I am here to remind you who you are in him. You are strong and happy and kind and confident and intelligent and motivating and determined. You are amazing. And we have the opportunity every day, regardless of what that platform looks like. Whether you are 
a millionaire who's on Wall Street or whether you are a teacher in a public school, whether you are a nurse in a hospital or a stay-at-home mom in a mommy group. You have a platform to be his hands and his feet and his face in most cases to those who may not know or who may be questioning or who may be wondering or who may be hurting. There's a thing that circulates all the time. I know on Facebook, I see it a lot that says, you never know what someone else may be struggling with. So always just be kind. You don't know who you're interacting with that you may just be the reason that they see how God works. Because you took the time to do something that nobody else has yet. You can't wait. You could walk out the door and go to work and get hit by a bus tomorrow. You can't wait or worry or wish for things to happen. And you have to want them to happen enough to do the work to get it. You have to want it enough to work at it. Your path is laid out in front of you. I've said many times in many different episodes prior to this one. He has already been where we are now and where we are going. There is nothing in front of us that he does not know. You have goals to accomplish and you have a world to change. And everybody knows that this world definitely needs more Jesus. And you have an opportunity to be that for those who may not know. Life is tough. I get it. I do. But so are you. Don't forget how strong you are. Don't forget who made you. Life is a fight and an uphill battle most days. But you wake up and you put on the full armor of God and you tell life to bring it on. There is a song by Chris Tomlin that is one of my favorites. And he says, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. He has been where we've been. He has been where we're going. And he is here with us to fight. He will never leave us defenseless to fight alone. You were created in his image. You are perfect and amazing as you are. Our only purpose in this life is to bring him glory. On whatever platform we have on any given day, we have the opportunity to do something that will bring him glory.
The Bible says, do everything in love and do everything you do for the glory of God. If you need help getting out of bed today, reach out. I got you. If that means me driving to you and pulling you out of bed myself, I'm there. We will fight it together. If you've been thrown in the lion's den, then I'm coming. And I'll stand on faith right beside you and watch as you come out completely unharmed. If you got some rather large giants in front of you, I get it. I've been there. Just went through some myself. I will go get the stones and load the sling for you. Sometimes we just need to be reminded who we were created to be. We need to be reminded that we do have a purpose. So thank you, friend. You know who you are for your message. You have reignited a fire in me that in honesty, was in jeopardy of burning out. Do not forget who you are. Do not forget who created you. And do not forget why he created you. You are strong and confident and amazing. Go be his hands and feet. Show someone how amazing he is by being amazing for him. Go grab your coffee, Mama. You deserve it. Hey, guys, it's Wyatt. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Hey, Mama, real quick before you go, make sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a comment. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode of For God So Loved the Mom.